Hey guys, welcome to the Mindful Vitality Podcast, serving up mindful nutrition advice for busy lives. I'm your host, Holly Braddock, registered nutritionist, and I'm here to help you understand the science behind the gut-brain connection and how to heal so you can crush your career goals. Join me as we ditch the diet, eat mindfully, and heal our guts for optimal physical and mental health. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So this is episode 20, and today I have my friend Tanya on the podcast. We had such an amazing time recording this podcast together. We hadn't seen each other in a while, so it was amazing catching up. And there's going to be lots of laughs and entertaining segments in there. So definitely stay tuned for the whole thing. Um, Yeah, so before we dive in, a little bit about Tanya and TLC Holistic. So Tanya and I met when we both worked at a local health food store together. We weren't happy there because we knew we were made for bigger and better things. And our passions were calling us to do that. So TLC Holistic offers organic vegan food designed by a registered holistic nutritionist, and her products are designed to help you achieve optimal health and wellness. So Tanya actually has her kitchen located in Moonshine Juicery in North Waterloo, but she offers online ordering and delivery to a wide variety of locations in Kitchener and Waterloo and even outside the Tri-Cities. And as you may have seen in our stories already, as of this Friday, TLC has a pickup depot at the Golden Means. So if you place an order and you live in the downtown Kitchener area, you can pick it up at the Golden Means. Um, Yeah, she uses organic, non-GMO, and local ingredients, and she's very passionate about supporting other small local businesses. So in terms of what she offers, 95% of the menu is gluten-free, naturally, and 100% of the menu is vegan, and there's also several nut-free options. And uh, she's constantly changing the menu, so every week there's new exciting options. And something that I've looked into recently is those healthy meal delivery services or some of the like organic meats and things like that, which obviously isn't applicable here because we're talking vegan, but um, a lot of them require a major commitment and often very expensive subscription. But Tanya believes everybody should be entitled to nourishing whole foods, no matter what their social status is. So that means you can buy individual menu items from Tanya without any expensive subscription. So that's the amazing part about it. Tanya is also very passionate about the environment and she is proud to use approximately 90% compostable packaging and she's always looking for ways to improve that. And I love that as well because I'm on a major eco-friendly journey myself lately too. So she offers everything from healthy takes on comfort foods such as mac and cheese, lasagna, taquitos, um, to energy balls and bars and fresh bowls, which have been really popular now that it's spring. And in the winter, she offers amazing soups and stews. So now that you know a little bit more about TLC's Holistic, let's dive into the interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindful Vitality Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Tanya from TLC Holistic. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. Yeah, I'm super excited as well. So we have some exciting news. Um, So as you know, 
my business, Mindful Vitality. I practice out of the Golden Mean. And the Golden Mean is now going to be the exclusive pickup location depot for all of downtown Kitchener. So now you can have access to all your TLC favorites and you can skip the $10 delivery fee. So it's super convenient. And yeah, maybe you can tell us a bit about what TLC Holistic offers so people know what they can grab from you. Absolutely. So when I actually first had the idea to start TLC Holistic, I was still in school to become a registered holistic nutritionist. But I know I knew that I wanted to have food play a big part in what I did because not only was I formally learning about the power of food, but I'd experienced this in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started to look around at a lot of the meal delivery companies and I saw trends like having to commit, let's say, to weekly packages that were oftentimes very costly, that the majority of places were also not using and sourcing organic, non-GMO and local ingredients when possible. Mm. And although a lot of these delivery you know, companies, which are awesome in their own way, um, had a lot of them offered healthier options. Nothing out there in the time that I was looking and in my area, I could see anyways, was actually created with that idea of optimal health in mind Mm -hmm. and keeping the body balanced, keeping the body uh, nourished and kind of, you know, the healing powers of food. So I was like, hey, I'm going to take what I learned and personally create and design each and every item on the menu using whole foods that are nourishing and balancing to the body and put a new spin basically on comfort food classics that you can actually feel good about eating that taste good and don't leave you feeling like for lack of a better word, a bag of crap. Yeah. When you're done, you know that feeling, right? Yeah. So um, to clarify, um, you got into making these healthier foods because you're a holistic nutritionist. And so you completed that program in the past and then you had been working another job and then you, how did you get into like... Yeah. So I basically transitioned into this. Um, When I was going to school, I was working two part-time jobs. One, obviously, with you at a supplement store and the other one just, you know, an unrelated admin job. So it was um, basically a gradual work in progress. I was... I transitioned, to be honest, because... I was renting a commercial space, you know, by the hour. So I would do a lot of my creating and my meals there and all my test stuff there. And slowly but surely it expanded and it grew into what it is today. And I was thankfully able to commit to it full time, Mm -hmm. which is what takes up the bulk of my time today, along with um, consulting, as well as, you know, I write some articles and do small group seminars, education, things like that. Cool. And so you're cooking now out of moonshine juicery, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So in Waterloo. So everything, which is awesome, is done locally. And I love my space there and it works really, really well. Awesome. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to add about your journey or your business there? Yeah, just um, it's been nice to see it evolve. What started solely as weekly delivery, you know, door to door where people were literally ordering off like an Instagram post is now like flourished into an online store with a legit online menu and, you know, point of service, point of payment on there, um, as well as catering. We do a lot of retreats. We do a lot of corporate events. So it's just nice to see that a lot of people are looking towards healthier, you know, foods for Mm -hmm. corporate events for their day to day. 
And it's really important to me that we have no minimums and we have no memberships. This way, everybody has access yeah. to clean food, whether it's one soup a week, you know, two cookies a week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Whatever works is really important for us to bring. Yeah, because some of these subscription programs, like I was looking into some of them, for example, for the uh, local organic meats and stuff, and it's crazy expensive because they want you to commit to right. a very large box. And on top of that, like I don't have the space for all of that. So yeah, it's nice to be able to order the quantity you want. That's it. Yeah. And I feel like too, there's such a huge demand for something like this because personally as a nutritionist myself, when I'm prescribing certain like protocols to people and certain ways of eating and people are so busy, like I get it. You don't have time to always sit down and meal prep, you know, several meals for the week. Um, It makes it so much easier to know that you have these healthy options that fit within the meal plan I've given the person or the the guidelines I've given them. And that's still, you know, it's something delicious and easy and grab and go kind of food. Yeah, no, I agree. And let's be honest, it's not the funnest prepping. Yeah. So I mean, after a long week or a long day, like yeah. no one's like, Hey, let me skip to my kitchen and prep vegetables for three hours. So yeah, no that was, that's the thing as well. We like to have a balance of full meals as well as staples. So, you know, some nights you might want to pop a full meal in and do nothing. Some nights you might want to prep a bit and use, you know, a plant-based protein staple. So yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Like for instance, last night, Brian, well, the original plan was for me to prep a stew after we made dinner, but dinner wasn't done until like almost nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm not going to get in the kitchen now and prep a <laughs> stew for the slow cooker. I'm like, it's not happening. I need some time in front of the TV before I go to bed. So yeah, like we have to be realistic about what we expect of ourselves and of our clients too, right? 100%. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious a little bit about uh, your morning and evening routines. I know, especially as wellness professionals we all kind of have our specific routines that we do that keep us sane and make us feel good you know get that energy going in the morning and help us unwind at night after a long stressful day so what what do you do to so my mornings start early they usually start around um 6 a.m and it's funny that you speak of the things that keep us sane to be totally honest I had actually got out of the habit of taking some me time first thing in the morning with the mentality that no, there's just no time. Then I was like, wait, I'm so diligent about advocating to my clients and in general, the importance of self-care. And without noticing, I realized that I essentially like hadn't been allowing myself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The same necessity. So now my mornings, um, like clockwork, start off with a glass of room temperature water and a full 15 minutes of stretching. And yes, I'm aware as, as I'm stretching, the dog is crying because he wants his food and you know, there's a lot of clatter going on or whatever, but it's still the perfect time for me just to get my body moving and to kind of mentally prepare um, Mm -hmm. for the day. The dog is crying the entire time because he's a creature of habit. So after that, that means a walk, whether it's raining minus 30, whatever. So, you know, there's most days where I'm like, Oh my God, it's cold. It's endless winter. But to be honest with you, that walk is actually exactly what I need. And I do try to fit a workout um, in the morning. Running is my workout of choice. Okay. Um, because I'm going to be totally honest. If I don't do it in the morning, I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. It will not happen. So I do try my best. It doesn't always happen. And that's okay. And um, I added some strength training, which actually I nice. think was one of your, if I'm not mistaken, like New Year's resolutions. Yes. And I kind of made it <laughs> one of mine as well because it's not something that I was in the habit of doing. And 
we got to keep our like bone density and our muscle mm-hmm. mass. So I'm trying to do that as well. Yeah. I feel like, especially having worked in long-term care for a while, like I don't want to become frail. I'm already a very petite person and they say you lose muscle mass and bone mass as you age. And I don't want to like break my hip at age 50 (laughs) or 60, which is still relatively young with the life expectancy these days and end up, you know, either wheelchair bound or just not able to live in my own house and do what I want to do with my life, you know, like gardening or cooking and um, socializing and stuff so absolutely you want to gotta think about the long term no I took a page from your book actually I really (laughs) was like hey I'm gonna steal that resolution because I don't do that either yeah so because the evenings for me I mean as you know we get home at various times you know Mm -hmm. doing several different things and not having that regular nine to five um dinner obviously and no I do not want to spend three hours in the kitchen prepping it yeah so usually something TLC or something I've you know prepped ahead of time yeah and after that it's usually a bath and a book and PVR in bed um time with my husband I'm the reality tv not even embarrassed like PVR queen so (laughs) that is my perfect night of relaxing that sounds amazing yeah yeah I uh I do like my shows as well I'm I'm all about the Netflix but yes (laughs) definitely yeah you got to have that that balance of obviously like you want to not be in front of screens all the time but when you're so tired and it's the end of the day and like sometimes I want to read but I'll be trying to read and it's just like I'm reading the same passage over and over (laughs) and like it's not sinking in I'm like you know what I might as well just watch something because I'm that tired that reading is not happening (laughs) no I'm with you 100% like I completely agree and when I say bath and book it is bath and book but sometimes it's like bath read the same passage three times and just kind of bath and then watch TV. So yeah, I totally for sure. feel you. Yeah. Um, so as a busy entrepreneur, um, how do you keep your sanity other than your like morning and nighttime routines? Are there any things that you do to help like manage stress and everything? So I think for me, it's been literally about carving out that time with the people that I love, especially in the evenings, like I said, and making time also on the weekend to just do what I love, like with the people that I care about. Um, That being said, being outside is huge for me. Um, So it's almost like an immediate reset right there. And I've also learned um, just because I work for myself doesn't mean that my business is open 24 seven. Yes. Boundaries. That's it. So that took me a while. I mean, I used to feel that if an email came in at 10 PM, it must be answered immediately. Mm -hmm. And that for me was a very slippery slope because I started to find myself literally looking at my phone 24 seven, always having that ear out to hear that alert or that ding. And then I realized this can wait. Yeah. Um, like I can still run a successful company and set those boundaries to have that work-life balance. And I remember thinking, that person emailing me at 10 p.m. is not sitting by their phone waiting for me to reply. Yeah, they don't expect that. No, this that's that might be their downtime for their specific schedule, and that's the moment that they had to send me an email. Yeah. So it's just being right now very mindful of you know those boundaries and carving out that time. Yeah, it's yeah. so important. I'm so guilty of checking my phone like endlessly, whether it's not as much emails. I try to avoid emails, but even Instagram, right? Like as much as I use it for social purposes, a lot of it, most of the time I'm on there, it's for business purposes. So I, yeah, it's not, it gets me too wrapped up in it. And I feel like the, there's no 
division between my personal life and my work life sometimes. So I really have to take a step back and like, okay, just literally just put the phone down and just watch TV or just, you know, cuddle my man. Exactly. It's literally like face yeah. down, step away from the phone, yeah. back it up. Like yeah, exactly. I do the same thing. It is hard though. You're right. It's so, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we talked a bit about what TLC holistic is. Um, why do you think like you do organic and mostly local um, produce, right? So why do you feel like organic is super important? All right. So let me nutshell this. So, you know, our podcast isn't an hour and yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> so um, first off, I think I'm very passionate about using organic foods because I'm kind of obsessed with the liver and liver health. And I don't need to tell you, you know more than anything, anybody that your liver does so many jobs, mm-hmm. so many jobs, like your liver legit needs like work-life balance. Yeah. Right? Like it does not have <laughs> has no that boundaries. work-life balance. No, it has not set any boundaries. And obviously we know one of the key things is that it breaks down toxins um, and a lot of us today have an overworked and overburdened liver that is just not able to keep up with the toxins in our life. Mm-hmm. So I try in, to add as less as possible to, you know, that toxic workload. Yeah. Um, and then we just have all of those pesticides that are out there that are in the media. Um, I don't really need to name names, but we know mm-hmm. which ones that we're talking about. Um, one of them actually was patented as a broad spectrum antibiotic. For the simple fact for its ability to kill everything, right? And (laughs) when I think about that, if it's killing everything and it is actually patented as a broad spectrum antibiotic, what is it killing? It's like killing our own like microbiome, like living in our guts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not selective into what it eradicates. And then obviously we have all of the... um, the xenoestrogens, which are the man-made chemicals that are also found in pesticides, which are, you know, disrupting our endocrine system. They meddle with our ability to excrete estrogen, potentially mm-hmm. leading to estrogen dominance. So many women are struggling with hormone imbalances and that there's so many factors that are simple like that. That can be a simple change, but there a lot of people just aren't aware. No, you're absolutely right. And when I think of, um, think of the prevalence today, so sad, like maybe with people, you know, or, you know, clients that you've seen, um, even with reproductive issues Mm -hmm. and we think back to, you know, post all of these pesticide sprays and all of these chemicals and you see families of, you know, nine, 10 siblings, we weren't seeing, you know, the fertility issues and the reproductive issues that were absolutely seeing today it seems like you can't talk to you know somebody who hasn't undergone or knows someone who has undergone you know some sort of fertility treatment yeah exactly um and then the last thing I always you know picture is I'm sure we've all seen the meme of these people working in the fields that are dressed like in complete essentially space bubbles hazmat suits suits with gas masks spraying crops and these crops are for human consumption what's messed these pesticides have obviously been deemed unsafe to the point where full body protection is a requisite for handling them but in a few short weeks we're going to consume these yeah like you know what i mean we're going to eat them and a lot of it can't be washed off depending on what the produce is like it just seeps into the the produce itself so exactly 100 yeah. percent becomes systemic so it's literally growing in from the inside so you're not peeling that off yeah which is you know really unfortunate so really that's why i'm trying to use organic 
as much as possible, non-GMO and local whenever possible as well. But we're very, very strict about using organic produce. That's amazing. That's uh, inspiring me to eat a little more organic. I try it. The, the issue for me has always been cost, but yes. I know there's options. Um, like farmer's markets are amazing. It's like local right. farmer's markets. It's a lot cheaper and um, you get your stuff from sustainable market. From the usually? sustainable market yeah. as much as I can. Winter's a little bit tough. So that's why we always say when possible, as much as possible locally. Aside from that, everything still is organic, but mm-hmm. spring is coming. So there will be so much more local available. That's exciting. Yes. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about veganism because... I'd like to know your thoughts because some people are super strict vegans and I know you're more of like a flexitarian, like mostly vegan, but kind of more flexible. Um, How do you respond when people kind of criticize your choice? So first off, thank you so much for asking me this, like, um, because I get this question all the time and people are always very surprised to find out that the owner of a plant-based solely vegan food company um, that I'm not completely vegan and I do feel judged a lot by this at times I don't let it bother me um, and I'm proud to speak my truth and all of the reasons surrounding it so my initial thoughts um, always when it comes to labeling in general and I'm sure you feel the same way um, labeling how a person eats like I hate having to have that label mm-hmm. you know if someone's like are yeah. you vegan like I'm like why do we have to why do we have to label the yeah. way that we eat um, actually in general I pretty much hate labels like yeah, you know the sure. need for people to put into neat categories when it comes to what we eat or our relationship status mm-hmm. you know or even like our sexual identity I just it seems so restrictive and so damaging so the devil's advocate if I had to label myself I would call myself primarily plant-based. So I would be a primarily plant-based being who consumes no meat or meat products. So that's a deal breaker for me. Who does eat a serving of, you know, wild, sustainably caught salmon weekly. Um, Who does have a weakness for cheese, absolutely, and falls prey to this about once a month. And who will consume free-range organic egg now and again when my body is telling me, That's what it needs. Mm -hmm. Um, There's such a social stigma that's involved with being vegan. And I find it's portrayed as an all or nothing choice. Mm -hmm. You're either all in or you're, you know, you're not all in. And I also just want to say, please don't get me wrong. Like I respect the heck out of hardcore vegans. Amazing people. They're so passionate about their beliefs and like committing to never having a piece of cheese in your entire life. That's hard. I don't know about you. (laughs) That is is some hard, you know, something hard to follow. So um, it is amazing commitment to be plant-based for one's health, the animals and the planet. But for those who know me, they do know I'm animal obsessed. And so what started as a choice for my personal health to cut meat and dairy did quickly become a moral moral choice as well. Um, So I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that hypocrisy in myself, for lack of a better word, every day yeah um it's difficult you know the uh, the strict no meat but i know what goes on in the dairy industry i know what goes on you know in some conventional farming for eggs and things like that Mm -hmm. but my belief basically is that i don't condemn um anybody's dietary choices at all it's about health and i think it's about eating for your own personal vitality and everybody is different and we all have different requirements yeah 
So, I mean, at the end of the day, food is a very personal choice. I completely respect all of the dietary choices that people choose for their own lives. And all I can do is sincerely hope that I have the same respect given to me, even though, you know, I, I'm running a vegan food company. Oh, for sure. All right. So we both worked in a health food store a while back and we're, we got very well educated on <laughs> supplements. And personally, I'm a little too into supplements sometimes because I have like my shot glass full of pills <laughs> every morning. As someone with chronic pain and things like that, it's hard not to rely on these things sometimes because sometimes it's frustrating because no matter what you do with your lifestyle and your diet and everything, you're still in pain and you need that extra boost to help you out with um, antioxidants or anti-inflammatory supplements. Um, but I love that you're um, so passionate about using food as medicine rather than relying on popping a pill because I think in general, like it's the same, it's the same way of thinking about things, whether it's a drug or whether it's a supplement, it's a pill for every ill. And we, as a society, we're taught that and we're still thinking that way. Like I, th I think there's a gradual shift happening, but yeah, it's just too easy to be like, Oh, I have a headache. I'm going to take a pill or some kind of anti-inflammatory supplement, but it's like, really what's causing the headache? Like, are you dehydrated? Is your blood sugar low? So what's your thoughts on, on this concept of people like having a pill for every ill and why do you rely on food? So obviously you know me very well, <laughs> um, but I want to say don't get me wrong. I also love supplements, yeah. quality supplements, not maybe shot glass full quality supplements, <laughs> but that's not my body's, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not my body's different. requirement. So yeah. for your body's requirement and yeah, the chronic pain and the things that you have to deal with, first off, you should give yourself super huge kudos for doing so much on the natural, you know what I mean? On the natural side of things. Yeah. Because although you say it's easy to have that pill for every ill supplement wise, it's even easier to have that pill for every ill, you know, in the medical world. So mm -hmm. the fact that you're doing it with supplements good for you. Yeah. So the way that I view it is exactly the word, obviously how cheesy supplements to supplement a really good diet yeah. So to fill in the gaps that no matter how good that we are eating, just those supplements are going to exactly what you said. If you need a little bit more antioxidants or a little bit more anti-inflammatory action, things like that, we need to fill in those gaps yeah. with, as we know, we can't say it enough, good quality supplements. Um, that your body's going to recognize mm -hmm. that aren't all made in a lab and you're just, your body's going to be like, Hey, what's this? Don't know what to do with it. Not going to use it. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, food number one for me, but honestly, good quality supplements to fill in the gap. Nice. Yeah, for sure. And there's even some supplements now, I think like Pranin, I don't know if they're still kicking around, yeah, but they, they do are. like food based, it's my favorite. like vitamin B and food based, like all the different like iron and this and that. So, yeah. and like the mega foods, those are another favorite of mine. Yeah. And yeah. Food based ones are exactly the best because your body's like, Hey, I know exactly what you are. I'm going to use you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of people may be, there might just be like a lack of knowledge in terms of what foods are the right foods to eat to help you feel a certain way? Like if you're taking, if someone told you take B vitamins because it helps with your energy or take ginseng because it helps with your energy. Yeah, that's great. But there's also so many things you can do food wise, but a lot of people aren't aware of that. So that's where seeing a nutritionist such as yourself or myself or a naturopath 
is really helpful to help you understand like how what you're eating is affecting your energy or whatever ailment you have at that point. So true. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so in terms of your practice, because you are um, practicing as nutritionist as well, how is yours different from other nutritionists? Um, I think for starters, I'd like to say I'm unapologetically myself and I don't know how to be anything else. So to go into that in a little bit more detail, um, I just love bringing me into my practice and I feel like I really try to create an environment where my clients feel completely comfortable and I'm really big on never having anybody feel judged Mm. or belittled in any way for their choices because I feel like we've all had that happen whether you know what I mean depending on wherever situation you've been in and you know you're seeing someone for something and you're like I do this and you're it's just like well why would you ever do that and you're kind of intimidated I am anyways and I'm like and you, you know you're hesitant and you're apprehensive so that's really huge for me and just to make people feel fully supported um I'm really big on education and I know you are as well yeah um I like to make it fun so I won't like go into it in detail here, but I love analogies <laughs> and like I literally have a liver voice, a digestive system voice. That's so awesome. when I am explaining things to my clients or small group seminars, you're like going to see hand gestures. You're going to hear the liver talking. It's just the way that I explain things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it works because I have feedback, people telling me, you know what? This finally makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like putting it in layman's terms, but making it fun. Yeah. I'm like all about the fun. So I feel like if we can, you know, educate people in fun ways, it's more likely to be something encouraging that they're going to want to do and that's going to stick with them. Yeah, exactly. It's same same idea like when you're in school and you're, you know, in a lecture or something, if the prof wasn't engaging, <laughs> you're just going to zone out and start like going on Facebook or whatever you like to do to distract yourself. You're not going to pay attention to what's being talked about. So right? same so idea. If your prof exactly has like a liver voice and he's doing like a little skit or something, <laughs> like you're not going to want to go on Facebook, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> not that one else go on Facebook. I guess it would be Instagram or Snapchat or whatever the heck it is. We're not millennials and it's fine. Yeah. All right. So why don't you talk a little bit about like common um, health issues that can be addressed with nutrition? So I kind of mentioned energy there. Like how would you address that with a client? Like Um, if we eat empty, we feel empty. If we're, you know what I mean? Like that. We eat nothing, quote unquote, we feel nothing. We feel tired. So eating refined foods foods that are actually devoid of nutritional, you know, content. Yeah. They're actually borrowing, as you know, nutrients from your body so they can digest themselves, leaving you tired. So I'm always whole food, eat the whole food, you know, look for things that aren't refined. Yeah. And another thing, um, not that we want to do it when we're feeling low energy, move your body. Mm-hmm. No one wants to do it at the start, but after you move the body and after you get into that routine, your energy at levels will also soar. Yep. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And then what would you say in terms of like blood sugar management if someone thinks that they're having highs and lows during the day? It's all you, Holly. As you often (laughs) say in your poop chats, for me, it's all about the fiber. Yeah. All about that fiber. Um, Also, this goes back again to replacing those empty refined foods with whole ones that are loaded with those complex carbohydrates hand in hand with that fiber to prevent that blood sugar crash. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want that feeling like let's eat a meal and then let's go to sleep under our desk. 
um, we want a slow and steady feed, not that, you know, sprint, peak, and burnout. Yeah, exactly. So your poop talks are classic for me. Fiber, fiber, <laughs> fiber. I'm all about the poop talks. Yeah. It's so funny because in this industry, we all talk about poop a lot because that's a huge indicator of someone's health. But the, like if someone's new to the industry or not seen a practitioner like ourselves before, they're kind of taken aback and then asking them like, what are your bowel movements like? Like, are they solid or are they, do they float? Do they stick to the toilet bowl? And they're just kind of look at me like, <laughs> I have to tell you this? And I'm like, well, if you want to get the best care you do, because like it's a really good indicator of what your digestive system is doing. So, and no, that's an absolutely. indicator of your overall health. No, for sure. That's yeah. so funny. I know you get like the deer in the headlights. Yeah. And you're like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We talk about poop all the time. I'm not going to judge you either way or think it's gross. I'm not going to be like, ask you a really graphic question and then be like, ew, like, obviously I'm ready for the response. Right? Yeah. So that's a good uh, run into my next question is, because um, we know that gut is connected the, to mood and like our brain, what is it, gut brain connection. So what would you say to a client about that that's having mood issues? Um, one of the things that I think is really important is to get that complete quality protein um, and making sure that we're eating sources that give us our full profile of all of the essential amino, amino acids, mm -hmm. obviously, because those are crucial when it comes to mood. They literally are building like our neurotransmitters, Yeah, which also then puts us in back to the gut where a lot of our neurotransmitters are actually being built is in the gut. So mm -hmm. again, like I call you as well, the gut queen. You're always <laughs> so vocal in educating the importance of gut, gut health, which I absolutely love and I learn Thank from you yeah. every single day. Um, and the key role that it does play with mm -hmm. our mood. So I'm also big on fermented foods. Yeah. Um, and a probiotic on a daily is a must for me. So going back to that supplement, that's my deal breaker mm -hmm. supplement. A good probiotic um, with the proper strains. Yeah. And as you discuss all the time, certain strains are huge when it comes to that connection. Yeah, you know? Lactobacillus helveticus for the win. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gut nerd. Um, what was I going to say there? Something about, oh, and then touch on maybe briefly like what the complete proteins and if someone's vegan like why that's so important too right yeah so meats and flesh foods um are obviously complete sources of protein mm -hmm. all plant-based um sources of protein aren't necessarily so we have those essential amino acids that our body cannot make on its own that we must get from food mm -hmm. so this is when you get into um food food combining so not necessarily the food combining if you know you're have digestive issues but combining certain foods with different amino acid profiles so you know combining black beans let's say with your brown rice yeah that gives you all of your amino acids together and there are foods that are complete proteins let's say like an organic tempeh those are okay on its own but always being mindful that you're getting your protein from various different whole food forms beans legumes you know soy things like that all organic of course for the soy products to make sure you're getting all the essential ones you need yeah that's so important yeah, for sure yeah I feel like I don't I'd never judge vegans but I feel like unfortunately a lot of people that choose to go vegan um may not look into the nutritional side of things um and so then they wonder why they're not feeling well and because they're not um creating a balance uh, what do you call it, complete protein Absolutely. profile with what they're eating by combining their certain carbs with certain um, like legumes and things like that. So 
please, if you're vegan if and you're not sure what to be eating, see a nutritionist or a naturopath to help you figure out what to combine so you're getting all the essentials. You're you're so right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that's about it for the episode. Thank you again for joining us. It was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. I It was amazing. Yeah. And stay tuned for some exciting info. So some exciting news for you guys. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, TLC Holistic products are coming soon to the Golden Mean. And to celebrate that and to um, have you try some of these foods, we're going to do a sampling day coming soon. And Tanya is going to bring in some of the best-selling items from TLC, including like snacks, balls, all kinds of things, um, and some warm foods too. And yeah, just come on by and we'll have tons of sampling. Get to meet Tanya and she can tell you all about why these foods are so healthy and good for you. And that will be coming soon. So stay tuned on both TLC Holistic's uh, Instagram, which is... It is at TLC Holistic. And the golden meme, which is at underscore the golden mean underscore, <laughs> as well as at Mindful Vitality. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I hope you learned something um, new from our interview with Tanya from TLC Holistic. And remember, if you have any questions, feel free to give her a shout on Instagram at TLC Holistic. Or if you'd like to place an order for any of the menu items, head on over to www.tlcholistic.ca. So I want to help as many women as possible on their healing journey. So if you have just one minute to spare, I would really appreciate if you could do one of the following. Either take a screenshot while listening and tag me in your story, or leave me a review in your podcast app so that other amazing women like you can find inspiration to start their healing journey. Thanks again, guys, and I'll see you next Monday.